Ja. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We don't say Holy Ghost anymore. Uh, I grew up in this uh, Episcopal prep school. My family was not religious, uh, but they sent me to an Episcopal prep school because that was the best school to get me into a good college, right? And uh, we said Holy Ghost then. But somewhere along the way, it became sort of too Halloween-y. So we don't <laughs> say that anymore. But I just said it. <laughs> I am a creature of repetition. <laughs> Uh, I want to focus today on what we just heard in the Gospels. So a reflection, an expansion, extrapolation, a return to these very special words. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he or she leave the 99 in the open country like this, and go after that lost sheep until he or she finds it. And when they find it, they joyfully put that sheep on their shoulders and go home. <coughs> okay, here we go. Plane's taking off. Um, so I love Wyoming, and thank you for having me here. Those of you that are from Wyoming or St. John's, it's a great honor to be here. It's such a beautiful state. Uh, I think I also like it because it has the least amount of people, to be frank. Um, and it had one zip code, and uh, that makes life simpler. And also because of the nature because of these animals, these amazing animals. And I want to focus on animals today also, because sometimes animals teach me more than humans. Um, uh, I came here at 6 in the morning. I left Scott and Ardell in our fancy, fancy condominium there on Flat Creek. So beautiful. And as I was driving here, in a, a borrowed Subaru. I have two Subarus, actually. Two people lent me Subarus to be here. And it must be the car of Jackson. And um, there was a moose on my way here. That was like, that was like as big as this organ that you is playing. It was this big, except on stilts. And, um, you know, just to pause what they can teach us to slow down, to listen, to, to <coughs> admire them, this gigantic moose. Bishop Desmond Tutu said this, ordinary acts of love and hope point to the extraordinary promise that every life, and I mean every life, is of inestimable <coughs> value. Every single life, everyone matters, no matter what they've done, no matter what. That's, that's the foundation of where we're going to go. Um, so I want to talk about the 99 sheep 
that number, 99, and the one that goes missing. And I want to draw a parallel with the parable, got to say that slowly, right? The, a parallel with the parable of the 99 sheep and the famous grizzly that many of you all love and know. I know Gene, where are you, Gene? Oh, back there. Gene was the first one who introduced me to the story of Grizzly 399. Does everybody know the story of this bear 399? Uh, she has her own Facebook page, actually. She's a social media presence. She lives right here. And she was born in a den in Pilgrim Creek, Wyoming. I don't know where that is, but... You know where it is. You can tell me afterwards. It's this way? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That way. She was born that way 26 years ago, which is very old for a grizzly. 85% of grizzlies are killed or maimed or taken out before they reach old age. But not 399. Somehow, 399 has survived all 400 pounds of her, all seven feet and 400 pounds of 399 is alive and living right here in the park. 399 has reared 26 cubs and grand cubs. Can you imagine that? How many kids do you have? <laughs> Not that two. many. <laughs> two. Yeah, two's a lot. Three, two, yeah. Yeah, um, my mom had two, and it was plenty. Can you imagine raising this? Yeah, she did a wonderful job. Okay, so what is unique, poignant, moving, extraordinary, fills me with hope, what did I say Bishop Desmond Tutu said, love and hope, is that 399, as the pandemic hit, and uh, I was in touch with Jean in New York City, she told me that 399 was coming closer and closer into Jackson. And one of the things, you know, as nature came back, that was a gift of the pandemic, if there was one, that nature came, came in more and more and more. And she protected her cubs when they would cross the road. She taught them how to be careful of cars. That's pretty amazing, I thought. And I thought, in my little brain, my little 59-year-old brain, 399 is like Jesus, and Jesus is like 399. Jesus, our mother bear, eyeing all of her cubs and protecting them at all costs. That is the story of all four Gospels over and over and over again. Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost, we hear today. And there will be more joy underscored in heaven because of this, because of finding that lost cub, that lost sheep. <coughs> so, what's your name? Anne. Anne. So, where <coughs> is heaven? Big question. I don't want to pick on you. Sorry. The hazes? Where is heaven? Yeah. It's all around. Mm -hmm. Very good. They're not plants. I just <laughs> very good, very good, very good. 
Yeah, you know, it's one of those things you like when it's first introduced to you as a kid and you're like, it's up there, but what's that? But I think that heaven is here and now, in my, my humble opinion, that we can make it now in front of us, that we have a choice to create heaven out of thin air today here in Moose or Jackson, Wyoming, that we can make that heaven now but it's going to take some guts. I'm not going to be just easy, Carol and Bruno from Poland. I think you know something about guts coming from where you come from. Jesus, oh, this is a little bit radical, but I think you can go with me. Jesus was our first echo-feminist. I just learned what that word meant on a hike the other day, only in Jackson, right? You're hiking around like, echo-feminism. I'm like, she's like, uh -huh, uh -huh. what is that? But I, I think that it is that everyone and everything on earth is valued, and we're getting rid of the hierarchy of things, and every everything is of equal value. <coughs> Um, yeah, I think that perhaps that is a little more female, isn't that, Jean? Yeah, it's the, it's the guys that do the hierarchy stuff. It's us. Um, so, I was in the bookstore. Have you been to the bookstore? It's a great bookstore. Cherise, right? Yeah, yeah you've been there. Um, it's a great bookstore. I love it. I love bookstores. I love the smell of books. I love promoting bookstores at all costs. And right there at the cash wrap, there's a book called The Hidden Life of Trees. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And in this book, you learn that trees, all those trees out there are connected <coughs> and underground in their roots. When one of the aspens is getting sick or in trouble, they send nutrients through the roots to the sick tree. So they're connected here in Wyoming. There's a conversation going on in the roots. The sound of Paul in Galatians. Maybe my favorite set of words in the Bible. Anybody know what it is? Oh, it's good. And if only we could do it. For all of you are one. Why don't, well, let's repeat it. For, For all, all of you, you are, are one. Say it again. For, For all of you are one. One more time. <laughs> For all of you are one. See, I think that's the sound of heaven. That's it. So my job up here with this white robe and Vienna lace, this was just given to me by a parishioner as I was leaving. Um, we are all connected. She's 93 years old, and she got this for me. This uh, job that I have, uh, which I'm honored to have, humbled to have, sometimes I can't believe it. I wake up in the morning at 6 before I come here and see the moose and have this collar around my neck, and I think, how, the, how did this happen to me? Uh, but here I am, and it's a grand responsibility in this violent and unfair world to amplify that sound that we just repeated. Oops, there goes the sermon. Uh, can we, um, I already said that. Okay, okay. Um, that um, it's, a, it's a big responsibility 
that I don't take lightly with all the injustices out there. You know, there's just there's there's a million reasons not to make heaven, not to get up and say, well, well it's you know, it's just impossible with uh, abductions and murders and rapes and all this stuff and what's happening in the Ukraine, which all of you in this row are, are bravely dealing with, to even think that there could be heaven. But I say, there are 399 reasons why heaven is possible. Today is the anniversary of 9-11. It's not something I've ever really talked about, but here we go. Uh, it was a day of senseless loss. And it was, on this day, Frank Doyle, my classmate, Bowdoin College, class of 1985, who worked for Cantor Fitzgerald, died. He had a wife and two little kids. And he jumped, or he burned up, which is something, as I get older, I just like, I can't even think it. That, that choice, this day, this beautiful day, it was a beautiful day in New York as well. Um, so I was thinking as I was writing this, I'm wanting to talk about 9-11. I was like, is he the lost sheep or what? You know, because he died. And, but he's not the lost sheep. He was not lost. It might seem like he was lost to me and my friends from this college that day, senselessly. But what I want you to know, what I want to hear myself say, is that he mattered. And that I carry him now on my shoulders, as I'm meeting all of you, here, with me, into the sanctuary. And I say to you, Frank, what do we do now? You who would also be 59, with kids grown on their way to college. How, how can we save the lost sheep? And how can we be like 399? Yeah. So when a parishioner commits suicide, or the wife who's on drugs estranges herself from her kids, how do we, 399er, she is the lost sinner. That funny word, sin, it sounds puritanical. It sounds like, what? How does it? But, you know, I, I, think, I think it's applicable because we all make mistakes. Let's just say that. I think you could agree with me. And we get lost. We make a mess of things. I have made a mess of things. And sometimes... When I hear these stories of suicide and mothers on drugs and estranged kids, I wonder if the sheep are lost and never coming back. 
But animals and Jesus, I'll put him with, on the level with the animals, maybe a higher level than us humans, don't give up hope. Animals, it turns out, are just about as altruistic as Jesus. There's another book in your uh, bookstore there that I just picked up that's on my couch. It's got a beautiful cover with a monkey on it that I can't wait to read. Um, and uh, in that book, the reason I bought it, is that it talks about certain monkeys that give off an alarm call. And they do this to warn fellow monkeys of the presence of a predator. When they do this, they attract attention to themselves. They give up their own security and safety to save the other monkeys. And they increase their chances of being attacked. So who does that sound like? Amy? Another plant. She's here, she's here at the 8 o'clock. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And maybe us, if we can find the guts to do it. Guts. Jesus says, save as many as you can. If you're going to boil the Gospels down to, that's it. Um, and when he does this, he calls attention to himself. And we know how that ends. Frank Doyle, Doyle Seeley, right? From outside of Oklahoma. What I want you to know is that Frank is not lost. And the drug-addicted mother isn't lost either. Jesus says today, I love this quote, Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven when we go after the lost. So there's going to be more joy when we have guts, when we act like the monkey, and we yell out, this is, well, I can't swear, but this is messed up. Joy is the point. And our job is to send out the alarm. My job. That's my job. It's not always fun. It doesn't make you the most popular person in the room. I'll tell you that much for 20 bucks. Um, there was a famous poet named Elizabeth Bishop uh, who went to Vassar, where uh, Scott and Ardell's lovely daughter went. And she wrote a poem at the end of her life. She also wrote a poem about a moose, coincidentally, at the end of her life. But uh, she wrote this poem, and it went... The art of losing isn't hard to master. So many things seem filled with the intent to be lost, that their loss is no disaster. Lose something every day, accept the fluster of lost door keys, the hour badly spent. The art of losing isn't hard to master. Then practice losing farther, losing faster, places and names and where it was you meant to travel. None of these will bring disaster. I lost my mother's watch. And look, my last or next to last of three loved houses went. The art of losing isn't hard to master. I lost two cities, lovely ones, 
and vaster, some realms I owned, two rivers, a continent. I miss them, but it wasn't a disaster. Even losing you, the joking voice, a gesture I love. I shan't have lied, it's evident. The art of losing's not too hard to master, though it might seem like, write it like disaster. In that poem that she wrote really quickly, the only poem that she ever wrote really quickly, she asks the readers to adjust to loss, <clears throat> that losing is inevitable. And Bishop, as you heard, it's called a villanelle, if you're a poetry nerd, uh, keeps repeating these lines about disaster, disaster, disaster. But actually, as I was thinking about this sermon and speaking to you this morning and the wisdom of Jesus, losing is a disaster. Each person, or bear, or tree, or estranged mother on drugs, not speaking to her kids, is a possible disaster. I want to save whatever it is I can with my time on the planet. I want to be 399. And I want to send out alarms from my roots. Frank Doyle, Bowdoin College, class of 1985, mattered. I mean, you're never going to know him. Just a name. But he mattered, and he wasn't lost. And I recall him, and he matters. I can rejoice in him because he matters. And Frank is not a disaster. In my time on the planet, I have seen sheep saved, and I have felt nutrients in my roots. I have heard the alarm call go off when I got sober in a 12-step program 36 years ago last week when I, the plane landed in Jackson. It was the very day. And I know the joy of saving the lost one day at a time. I am 399. And I am saved. So when I go to those 12-step meetings in the basement of St. John's, I see sheep, and I see cubs, and I see aspens, and I see Frank. When I see the mother on drugs, separated from her children, or I hear about that, it is a possible disaster. But I'm not going to shut up. <clears throat> I will sound the alarm and say, let's go get it. Let's not sit here and judge her. What, what good is that going to do? Make us look good? The 99? Oh, we're great. We're not on drugs. 
that is not the point of this. It's to do that awkward thing. It's to have guts. It's to be socially awkward and say, and oh, wait a minute, what, what are we going to do? I know she's difficult, but what are we going to do? That's our job. That's my job. My job is to be vulnerable. Jesus ran like hell towards his vulnerability. That's the journey by the time we get to Easter. He is just running towards his vulnerability. The drug-addicted wife matters. She might be lost, but I will sound the alarm like the monkeys. I see the lost saved. I've seen it. And I have seen joy warm the den of that basement at St. John's in Jackson. <laughs> we all matter. Today, soon, we're, we're going to say these words. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, Jesus Christ. And that is the alarm. That is the alarm call. Adopt the bejesus out of each other today as you leave here. As 399 graciously accepts her living members, so do we. So I just met many of you for the first time, people from all over the place, including Poland. I don't know what's in your heads. I'm not, you know, it's brief. I don't know your troubles in here. I don't know if somebody's on drugs. Maybe they're on drugs. <clears throat> or maybe you suffer the greatest sin of all, which in my mind would be perfectionism. What'd you say? Pride. Well, there you go. Pride, which is perfectionism. Got to do it all perfectly. None of us are perfect. So come to the altar today and save one another. Bring people in on your shoulders. We 99 are 399 on 9-11. <laughs> We've all got problems. I do. I'm a sinner. To use that kind of funky word. But gosh, I've made some big mistakes. I'm Mr. Imperfect. Um, but I have been lucky enough to cross the threshold on the shoulders of Jesus. Not once, not twice, not thrice. And probably plenty of more chimes coming up. Which makes my shoulders wide. So I can help carry people in here. Do what you can. Doyle Seely. That's quite a name, you know. Doyle Seely, do what you can. Save and love as you have been saved and loved. 
to keep joy, Ardell, we have to give it away. It's the only way you're going to keep it. Larry and Beverly. That's the alarm call. That's it. Frank Doyle died. A woman woke up this morning on drugs. Yeah, I do believe there's hope. I do. Call me crazy, call me Midwestern, call me naive. I do believe the world is not going to take that away from me. 9-11 isn't going to take it away. A nasty senior warden, but you're not. He's not going to take it away from me. No. There's hope. No matter what. Without hope, we've got hell on earth. I think you'll agree with me. If you've ever been in a situation without hope, that is hell on earth. And we don't want that for the woman on drugs. With hope, we can have heaven on earth. And some guts. The gospel today is wide as Wyoming, where Frank Doyle matters. Jesus on the cross is an aspen sending nutrients to all of us. This estranged, drugged-up wife, you and me, all of us. So, can, soon, 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 very soon, the chapel of the transfiguration will hibernate. I just have two more Sundays, Judy and I, just two more Sundays, and away we go, windows close up, little mice come in, apparently <laughs> a lot of mice, and we hibernate. It's almost happening right now. Just as 399 and her cubs are looking for berries and getting ready to hibernate. My prayer on 9-11 is that when the chapel reopens in 2023, may our ordinary acts of love and kindness and hope send out alarm calls. May we bring in people on our widening shoulders in all our imperfection and say, okay, you're not lost. So we can bring more joy, that word we heard today over and over again. That's the point. More joy to the planet and make heaven, I was going to say, in Wyoming. But what about this? Make heaven on Wyoming. Amen. <laughs>